You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. Are you feeling good? Are you looking good? A couple people think so. Is the person next to you looking good? Say, hey, how you doing? You look good. Uh, It was an amazing time, wasn't it? Absolutely awesome. And uh, I'm pumped that... uh, Thanks so much, team. You guys killed it. Uh, But uh, I love that uh, we are in a place of just creating more room, just creating more opportunity for people to get connected in. And so cool to be on our first double service Sunday, uh, which is just going to magnify and keep on going. So uh, we're in for a great time. And I just want to get straight into it because as Nadia said, we're going to have a time of praying for people today and really going to believe for God's best over people's lives because we've declared this year is a year of what? Of what? Of what? Of more. A year of more. And, uh, and I think that doesn't come out of wistful thinking. I think that comes out of strategic approach. And, uh, and I think the best thing we can do is to get God's touch on our lives and to see that exp- like expand and just catapult to another level. And so uh, I want to share for a little bit about the encounter of a man named Saul who became king and he was anointed. Uh, and then from that, uh, we're going to take the opportunity to pray for everyone and uh, anyone that would love just to believe. For, come on, just a, a commissioning and evoking of, of God's best over your life. Uh, believing for more, not out of just a good idea, but that's what God's purpose on your life is. And so uh, are we up for it? Well, Lord, we commit this time to you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that's here. God, thank you for the amazing time of communion and just, again, putting our eyes and our heart afresh in the wonder of what you did for us. Thank you that you're alive, that you're moving, that you're here with us. I thank you, Lord, that you're expansive. You're not limited. You're not small. But, Lord, you're calling us into greater. And I just pray, Lord, that you would lead us today, that you would speak to every heart, that you would touch every life like only you can. That's what we want, Lord. And everybody said, amen and amen. You know, it's amazing because today we're going to anoint people with oil. And, and I'll explain a little bit more about that later. But What's amazing is, is not this oil, although this here oil exactly is, is actually really uh, significant oil and, and really good oil. It's actually uh, from the first uh, crop that's brought out of a harvest. It's the very first press that's come out that this oil has come from. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but who knows? It's not actually the oil, uh, but what it represents, right? It's not actually the value of that there, but it's the value and the significance of what's taking place when we anoint people with oil. I mean, if we think about, say, communion we had before, uh, we all know that, I don't know about you, but no bread tastes better than communion bread. Uh, just doughy enough, you know, just an, oh man, like, you just kind of want to take a whole handful, like anyone else. And uh, but there's nothing significant in the bread, so to say, or the grape juice that we receive, but what it represents is so enormous. Come on, it represents this love for, that our God has for us, that it loves so much that He sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to, to pay a price that we wouldn't have to pay anymore. And and take the guilt and the shame of the world and bring freedom and purpose and, and wholeness and a destiny and eternity. Like, we're just drinking a piece of juice and, you know, and a bit of bread. Yet what it represents, unbelievable. Who knows that, uh, let's just say this ring that's on, in my hand here, who knows that this is just a ring. Now, it's a very cool ring, uh, you know. But once this ring is given in a moment on a day, which is called a wedding, and when promises are made and it's put on a wedding finger, who knows, it's no longer just a ring. But what it represents is something so huge, right? It doesn't represent just a good idea. It doesn't represent just two people like each other. But 
not only does it not even just represent two people making a decision to be together, but it represents something that God orchestrated from back in Genesis, that two people would get together, then their covenant would take place. Come on, it represents this death till we part. It represents you having to be in shops that you would never, ever go in if it wasn't for that ring. Come on, it represents you having to finish, wanting to finish your meal only to realize somebody else finished it for you. Come on, it represents selflessness. It represents whispering sweet nothings. Hello. Come on, it represents so much. It represents for us two kids that are the greatest gifts that we've been given. Come on, it represents so much. But any store on any other hand, on any other finger, tied around a necklace, it's just a ring. But placed in the right place, and the purpose of what it was created, all of a sudden what it represents is huge. This oil is just oil. But what it represents, it's not just oil. It's not the possibility of getting a few extra pimples on your forehead tomorrow. And already the lady's like, oh, no, don't, you don't. You know, like, you've extra moisturized this morning just to create a layer. I don't know. But it doesn't just represent oil. What this represents, and going back to biblical times, it would be a commissioning, a calling out. Back in Exodus 30, they, they, God gave instructions of how to make this oil, and, and then they would anoint God's temple, and they anointed God's people for the things of God. There was this commissioning, this empowering, this declaration that this ain't just any ordinary home, and these aren't just any ordinary people. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited today that we're going to be anointing people, believing for the fullness and the advancing of God's purpose on your life to come out of your life. There's a declaration, a moment, puts a line in the sta- on the stage and kind of says, hey, from now on, they're, they're dedicated to the things of God. They're dedicated to His outworkings in their life. It's not just oil. What it represents is something as well that was given to us, not because someone crushed an oil, but the reason we get an empowerment of His Spirit is because we have a Savior who was crushed. Come on, crushed down and lived a life, died, rose again, Holy Spirit came, and out of that, we now have the representation of this oil. Man, what a valuable oil I hold doesn't matter what we paid for it. The cost that was given for it was far greater than we'll ever understand. And yet today we get it to declare, to commission, to call out, to appoint. What's awesome as well is that the anointing with oil in James 5, it, it talks about the fact that if you're sick, that you would go and you would get the elders or the leaders and you'd get them to pray with you and anoint you with oil and, and that healing would come in your body. And so today what we're doing is we're anointing, believing for God's advanced purpose. We're anointing to believe for His Holy Spirit empowerment, and we're believing for God's healing to be over your life, His health to be over your life, which I just think is an awesome thing. And, um, and I love that, but we are going to walk a little bit down the journey of, uh, of Saul becoming uh, king, right? And they would anoint people, so there would be a prophet, a man of God, and, and he would be commissioned by God to, to anoint the next king. And here we have Samuel, the prophet, amazing man of God. And he comes and he, uh, he's doing his thing and, and people come and he would go to places to find these people that God was leading him to. And what's amazing is that they would anoint off the man of God's word, they would anoint someone, but they wouldn't just like put a little bit on their forehead. They would have the jar, right? And they would just tip the jar over them. I'd love that. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy that we don't, uh, you know, like just pour it over them. Like, Hey, could you imagine coming out of that moment, everyone being like, yo, dude, you know, like acne for days, you know, like it'd be this craziness, but that would be marked. There would be this significant change. And, um, and here we have Saul. 
Now Saul was a Benjamite, uh, which is one of the tribes of Israel, and he was, uh, was the son of a man named Kish. Now Kish had a bit of a dilemma. They lost three donkeys. Um, yeah, big, big, big thing. And, um, but they lost three donkeys. What's funny is when you read it in the King James, because they use a different word for donkey, and uh, then you just start thinking about that with a youthful mind, I'm telling you, you just can't stop laughing. And uh, son, I've lost my, you need to go find it. You know, like, dad, I know where it is. No, no, I've lost it. I've got three of them. You've got three? No, I just, anyway. So he sends him with a servant to go and find the donkey. So I want to grab some thoughts out of this, but he thinks he's on his way to find donkeys to find something that he lost, to find something that he had possession of and the possession's gone. He thought he was after an earthly thing, but who knows, we can be after earthly things, yet God will bring eternal things. So I don't know what you've come to church with today. I don't know what you've come here for, whether you're looking for a a great encouragement, whether you're looking for some more hope for a certain situation, whether you're looking for some peace, whether you're looking for some clarity, whether you're looking for an answer from God, whether you're looking for just like some breakthrough, like seriously, God, would you just give me some breakthrough? I feel like I'm hitting the same wall. Well, you may have come looking for these things, but I want to tell you, God wants to do something eternal in your heart today. Come on, He wants to do something that can't be just given back to you. What's cool about this is He goes on a journey looking for donkeys, and He comes out with an eternal call, an eternal marking on His life. So He's with His servant, and what's awesome is that they go on the journey, they can't find the donkeys, they're worried that Kish, the dad, is going to be um, upset that the son's now not here, and the donkeys aren't back. And, And anyway, they go, oh, let's talk to the man of God. And so then they go to look for the man of God and some, some girls uh, go and say, he's up there. They go up there. And then Saul talks to Samuel and goes, excuse me, do you know where the share is? Which is another name for prophet. Do you know where the share is? And Samuel says, yeah, that's me. Which is amazing. It shows me that isn't it incredible that the man of God did not look like some big religious guy? Wouldn't you think that you would know that that was Samuel? Like, hello, Samuel's like the boss, right? Like, wouldn't he be all like robed out and he'd have all like these little minions and stuff? Like, wouldn't that be the case? Like, and sometimes we think to be a powerful person in God, someone who carries an anointing of God, someone who's prophetic and things, is that we've got to look and be different. Like, but no, he, was a, he must have been somewhat of an ordinary guy <laughs> that even Saul would walk up and go, excuse me, I'm just looking for uh, the prophet. And he goes, yo, it's me. Sometimes we think we've got to super spiritualize everything. No, no, he, was an, he must have looked somewhat like an ordinary guy. But what he did was not ordinary. I want to tell you that from being anointed and where we go as God leads you, don't get all super spiro and weird about it. <laughs> Just be normal <laughs> and let people be blown away. Oh, really? Oh, I had no idea. Like far out. What's threatening to me is that they go to the man of God to find donkeys. Excuse me. Just wondering if you know where my donkeys are. That's like you coming to me and going, Craig, we lost the car keys. Can you just tell me where the car keys are? I'm all like, dang. You know, like, woo, test the faith, man. Where's, like, where's your prophetic gift going there, Craig? You know, like, you know where they are? They're where you lost them. You know, perfect. Go and find them, you know. like. So anyway, um, what's amazing is then Saul obviously says, hang on, no, no, God's already talked to me about who you really are. You're not just a tall, handsome guy. You're not just someone who's a good steward in your family. You're not just someone faithful to your father. You're someone to be king. And he says, come on, you've got to go up to the higher place. We're going to eat and stuff like that, and good things are going to happen. But straight away, he says this. He says, but I'm, I'm just a Benjamite from the least of the tribes. I'm just a Benjamite. It's amazing because here, 
Samuel is calling out what is in Saul's life. When it comes to anointing, often we would think, and I'm not saying that God doesn't place things upon us, but I'm saying what God, I believe, wants to do today is call things from us. See, we think it's all about what God's going to put on you, put on you, put on you, but it's actually what's already in you that God wants to get out of you. (laughs) But He's got to draw it out of you, like going to the gym. You're not going to the gym. They're not packing muscles on you. No, they're drawing what's already in you out of you, expanding it, enlarging it, but putting it under the pump to get there, right? I've been just joined the gym this week. I've got a month membership. It ain't going any longer. And, uh, but it's drawing out what's already in there. There's a stretching that takes place, and he stretches Saul. But there's already a pushback that says, hang on, but I'm just a Benjamite. I'm just a, I'm just a student. Oh, hang on, but I'm just from a family that don't even believe in God. Hang on, but I just have an ordinary construction job and we just do this. And, but I, I'm just a stay-home mum. But I'm just a, and we can have these pushbacks. There is always going to be a personal pushback when it comes to the thing of God wanting to do something on your life. See, when David got anointed king, it was his family that pushed back. The family closest to him said, no, 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 no. He's the youngest. It can't be him. He's only ready, you know. No, no, there's always a personal pushback. When Jesus got anointed, in John 12, which is what it talks about when he was, a, he, when he was uh, the alabaster jar of perfume was poured upon him and rubbed with the, the, the lady's hair. The actual title of this is that is Jesus being anointed, not Jesus just smelling nice. What's amazing, there was a pushback from a friend. Wasn't it the friend, a disciple that said, hang on, that's too elaborate, too expensive. There's always going to be a pushback. But the pushback that Saul had was internal. It was a perspective of who he was. But I want to tell you that God, in that moment, called him out. He called him out. You know, I I was called out in a certain situation when I was 16 years old in an environment that I don't think I should have ever been called out in. But it it happened. And and what used to take place is uh, I used to uh, love, like, um, kayaking and whitewater rafting. And, um, and it just so happened that we connected with this rafting company through a friend and they used their property and we would go rafting every Sunday and we became like this, just like the little river rat hands, right? Like we were just like these, you know, the, the I don't know, uh, them. And, uh, and basically we would clean stuff and we would cook the sausages for lunch. But if there was ever a spare space on the raft, we'd get to jump on and we can go rafting. And it was called the Wairoa River, which is the highest commercially graded river that you can raft, which is a grade five. And I got a couple of photos of us going down uh, one thing, which is, that was called the toaster. Uh, If you go down the other side of the gap, your toast, and and that was me just being stupid. And the next photo is, we all got wet. And and then it goes on to another waterfall called the roller coaster, etc. Anyway, I'm on this raft with a guy who'd not done the river for about five years, and about four pommies, like these four pommy young adults. And they were just like, I don't think, I think they were still hydrated from the night before. And uh, they were like, yeah, right, we're going rafting, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking, what on earth? You know, like, and uh, what's crazy about this river, you go down the first rapid, you ain't going back. Once you go in, you can't get back out. You've got to keep going to the end. And it just gets worse and worse or better and better, however you want to look at that. And uh, anyway, we go down the first rapid and it very quickly becomes evident that this guy doesn't know the river. He's forgotten it all. We bounce down like a pinball out of control. And I'm thinking, this isn't good. You know, like, uh, and all the guys were like, sick, man. Yeah, right, yeah, man. Like, bounced off the rock, right? Like, and they're just like, it's nonstop, just nonstop. And I look at this guy, Ray, and I'm like, dude, you're going to kill us all. You know, like, and he looks back at me and he goes, do you know the river? And I'm like, I'm better than you. You know, like, 
internal voice. And I was just like, yeah. And then he turns to the pommy guys and goes, hey guys, Craig's going to guide this one today. He's going to guide the raft. And in me, I'm like, dude, I'm 16, right? Like, I'm just a Benjamite, man. Like, and, uh, and I'm thinking, like, what? And all these guys are like, hey! Well, I got their vote, and, uh, and it was a crazy ride, right? But it was, it was actually awesome. And these guys just like, yeah, a cup of tea, yeah, we'll get scorn and jam, right? And uh, brilliant, brilliant, yeah, like, just nonstop. And... I love it because we're almost like on the edge of death and they're just thinking like, this is awesome. Like, and, um, and so we had an amazing trip. We didn't flip at all and we got down and, and I was called out in that moment. I didn't know what was in there, but what was in there had to come out. And I'm telling you that God has things in you this year that He wants to call out. But it doesn't come out of you feeling ready for it. It doesn't come out of you feeling like you've got all the perfect surrounding. It comes out of somebody saying to you, hey, it's time to step up. It's time to come out. And Saul didn't feel ready and he didn't feel like he was the man. There was no inheritance from his family that said he should be next. But God put his finger on him and said, you're next. You're the one to lead. You're the one to take this. And so they had dinner. They get up in the morning. He says, get ready. He goes, he pours the oil over him and he says, that's it, you're king. And what is so awesome is it tells us in Samuel, 1 Samuel 10, it says that uh, as Saul turned, having just been anointed, to leave prophet Samuel, God changed Saul's heart and all the signs and all the things that God said would be fulfilled. So we think it's an external dabbing on the forehead. I'm telling you, it's a, cha- it's a, it's a state of the heart. Man, God wants to do something in our heart this morning. He wants to do something in the inner world of who we are. Come on, that's not going to just have us limited to the mindsets of being a Benjamite or being a, just a student or being whatever you just think you are or your family inheritance says you are. No, no, you are called by God, commissioned by Him, set aside by Him, appointed by Him, and we're going to call it out and we're going to believe that God is going to have His way. Because why? It's a year of more. Come on, more of His provision, more of His breakthrough, more people getting saved. Come on, we're making room for more. I'm believing it in Jesus' name. Come on, I'm thinking more healings this year. I'm believing for more faith, joy, peace this year. More of His love, more of His grace, more of the heart for the lost. Come on, more influence in your workplace, more insight, more purpose, more provision, more of His spirit, more of a certain heart. Come on, team, why don't you come join me? More kingdom come, more will be done. Come on, more fun, more creativity, more building, more boldness, more vision, more dream, more unity, more forgiveness. More freedom, more fortitude, more coffee, more date nights, hey? more patience, more revelation, more surfing. Where two or three are gathered, we are there. We are there. I receive that. More spontaneity. Come on, more sensitivity. More opportunities to see God overcome. It's a year of more. And so we're going to anoint everyone and we're going to believe. Come on, we're going to stand and we're going to invoke. We've got our leaders. We've already prayed and anointed our leaders. But we're going to ask our leaders in just a moment to come up and, and they're going to just pray for you. And uh, it's not going to be a long prayer because we haven't got time to, to, you know, and when we've got jugs, you don't get a jar each. Like, we're going to dab on the forehead. We're going to pray for you. And in that moment, see, what's awesome is that the Bible says that, that, that we commission leaders to appoint people and anoint people. And our leaders here aren't just faithful and faith-filled, but they are appointed. I believe that. 
to, to outwork and to invoke what God has on your life. And so today as the leader, the person that you stand with prays for you and lays hands on you, we are going to believe for an advancing of God's purpose in your life. That there's going to be a calling out of what's on your world. Come on, and there's going to be an empowerment of His Spirit. And we're going to believe that there's going to be a healing touch of God over your life. Come on, wherever you're feeling that you need healing, maybe it's emotional healing, maybe it's physical healing, maybe whatever it might be, maybe it's generational thing that you're scared of, we're going to believe for healing over your life in Jesus' name. But before we do that, I thought it would be only right to ensure that I'd ask the question for everybody here because we're anointing people. You know, God is a God who just wants to touch our lives. But God is also a God of, of order. And He'll want to bless your life. But if we're not in relationship with Him, then there's a divide. There's a, there's a challenge. There's a, there's a point of, of us being able to get so far but not being able to go any further. But we want to remove all barriers. We want to remove anything that would stop or separate us from receiving all that God wants us to have. You might say, this is my first day in church. I want to tell you, it's going to be the first and one of the best days in church. Because it's not about how long you've been here, how much Bible you know. You've got a God who knows you inside and out. He knows what He placed on the inside of you and He wants you to know Him fully. He's not after you catching a religion. He wants you to have the greatest relationship of all. He wants you to have a cleanness of spirit. He wants you to have a newness of heart. And He wants you to step forward into the things of God and not stay where you are. But so that we can do that, so we can enable that, I'm going to pray in one minute's time for any and every person here who is not in relationship with Jesus. Maybe you once were and you knew God and you're in a great place, but things have happened. Stuff's gone down. And the, the truth of it is, is you're disconnected from God. Your heart is not connected. Then would we pray together this prayer, the greatest prayer of all first, and see hearts connect to God. And then we're going to get everybody up here and we're going to pray and believe. Come on, for God's invoking in Jesus' name. So you're here. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe you've been checking it out for a few weeks. Just sussing it out. I want to tell you, there's only going to see so much you can see from the sideline. But once you allow God into your heart, I want to tell you, it opens up so much more. It will bring answers. It will bring solution. It will bring hope and it will bring peace. But you have to respond. Come on, all over this place. We just close our eyes. And if you're here, and I'm not going to delay it, but if you're here and you need to get your heart right with God first, you need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to ask Him into your life and start the greatest relationship of all. When I count to three, I just want you to shoot your hand up wherever you're seated. I'm not going to call you up the front. I'm not going to do anything else, but I am going to ask you to respond to God's presence, to God's prompting in your life. Today is a day of absolute breakthrough for you, but you need to respond. You need to invite God in, and then I will lead you in a prayer. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand on three. One two, three, just simply lift your hand all over this place. Say, yes, me, that's me, that's me. Awesome. Thank you so much. You can put your hand straight down again. There's others here that say, yeah, that's me as well. just need to get my heart right, get my life right before we go any further. I don't want there to be any barrier between me and all that God has for me. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to believe with you. Awesome. So good. Come on, everybody, we're going to pray together. Say, dear Jesus, today I invite you into my heart and make you Lord of my life. I declare that I'm saved, set free, made whole, brand new. I believe in You. Thank You for loving me, paying a price that I might have forgiveness and peace and a purpose in You. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, everyone. Can we honour? Can we thank? Can we clap? So good. 
so good. Come on, why don't we all stand to our feet? Come on, that's for everyone and for anyone. All the leaders, why don't you guys come on up here and we've got uh, just in those little jars of oil there. Give one to everybody. And what we're going to do is we're going to worship and uh, we're just going to believe that we're going to sing one first song called Still, which declares, come on, Spirit of God, wash over me. What a great prayer that is. And then we're going to declare the, the song of Oceans that says, come on, I'm stepping out. And if you're not up here getting anointed because you've already been anointed and you go back to your seat or whatever, don't just spectate. Let's just set an atmosphere of heaven in this place. Come on, let's just pursue Him. Or if you're waiting for your turn, just sing with all your heart. Let it be your prayer, your heart for God's invoking. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.